This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture is giving producers a little more time to finalize market facilitation program paperwork. The decision was announced today after Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue disclosed it over the weekend. USDA Farm Program Undersecretary Bill Northey says farmers need a little more time to get the 2018 crop across the finish line. We heard some cotton issues in areas where the ginning was slow, maybe harvest was slow, and the ginning was slow. They had some big crops in some areas. So it's scattered around. There are small amounts of delayed harvest in lots of places, and hopefully uh, folks will be able to finish up now. It's time had to be able to get that crop out so they can get the next crop in. The issues are primarily in the Midwest and certain parts of cotton country. Northey says there's money left in the program for the delayed certifications. We think there's very few dollars left. It's a handful of producers that are out there, but we certainly have dollars available for those that still have applications to finish. There'd be no prorating of dollars for applications. Northey says MFP funds could potentially be entirely distributed by the end of May. We do have to get them sometimes certified by county committee uh, or other staff uh, in our offices. But typically, uh, those checks hit the bank accounts within a week or two of when that application is, is finally concluded. The new deadline runs until May 17th, 16 days longer than the previous May 1st cutoff. Over $8.4 billion in payments have been sent out so far. Another USDA undersecretary is on the road this week talking about the African swine fever outbreak and how it can be stopped from entering North America. Greg Ibaugh is USDA's undersecretary for marketing and regulatory programs. He's in Canada this week for an African swine fever forum hosted by the Canadian government. He says about 14 countries are taking part in the event, and he plans to bring a U.S. perspective on the need for a unified fight against the spread of the disease. It's going to be very hard if one of our countries uh, gets ASF because of the nature of our trade to be able to uh, make sure that it doesn't spread to two or three of those countries. So we need to work together. He says keeping a close eye on ag cargo is a must, but there's also a human factor to consider. You know, there's a special focus on tourist traffic or the commercial passengers that are coming back and forth making sure that uh, we increase awareness about what prohibited products are, especially from countries that are affected with ASF. And so uh, we're definitely going to be talking about how we help make uh, those passengers more aware of the risks that they could pose to North American agriculture. The spread of ASF comes at an especially turbulent time in global trade, especially for the U.S., but IBA says political considerations will need to take a back seat to the disease threat. Science still has to carry the day. And science is how we're going to protect ourselves against these diseases by understanding the disease, understanding the transmission, understanding the risk and what product categories are risky. And so I think that, uh, you know, that will help both Canada and the U.S in the relationship we have together. You know, we're each other's number one trading partners. We're, we've worked together for a long time. We're going to continue to work together closely. Ibaugh says based on past experiences with classical swine fever, he's confident in the protocols to keep ASF out of North America. Today was the final day to submit comments on EPA's proposal to allow E15 sales during the summer. So now comes the interesting part. The agency's race to finalize a regulation before the beginning of June. 
Growth Energy CEO Emily Score says she's confident that will happen. We have every expectation that it will be done by June 1. I mean, they've been consistent from day one. You heard Mr. Wareham come out even as recent as late last week saying that June 1 is our timeline, so that's what we expect for them to deliver. The E15 waiver is packaged together with reforms to the biofuel credit market. Those reforms have been called for by the merchant refining sector, but have been a harder sell in other corners of the market. SCORE says the fixes would only exacerbate existing issues. By EPA's own admission, they're not based on any factual evidence of existing RIN marketplace manipulation. So as you start reading some of their recommendations and what they're proposing, they are proposing market interventions that would actually create the very market distortions they're intended to remedy. According to the Federal Register website, more than 27,000 comments were filed on the rulemaking. That's all for today's Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.